Welcome to Tuscan Radio, this giant, giant-sized podcast for the season two finale of The Mandalorian. I'm Drew Gretsch. I'm Alex Edwards. And I'm Yvonne Cena. And, um, yeah, here we go. The season finale. But it kind of feels like a series finale, too. I don't want to think about that. I really hope not. I, I don't think they would do it. So, this episode is, uh... The Mandalorian, Season 2, Episode 8, Chapter 16, The Rescue. And the episode was released December 18th, 2020 on Disney+, Plus, uh, and has a runtime of 44 minutes. This episode w- w- was directed by Peyton Reed from the Marvel Studios' Ant-Man tr- trilogy, and as, as well as Chapter 10, The Passenger, from earlier in the season. And, of course... The writer was John Favreau. The official de- description was the, the Mandalorian and his allies attempt a daring rescue. And those are all of like the te- the technical things that we start out with. But I want to start start off the podcast by just saying that this is our our last show of the year. This terrible year, and we we've done a lot this year on the podcast. I I think I started yeah, off compared to. Compared to two years ago, we really have changed. So. Yeah. So this is the 140th episode, minus 46. We've done 94 podcasts this year. Now, That's a lot. A lot of those, oh, a lot of those podcasts are maybe like four or five minutes long, just like reviewing episodes of Resistance, or like there were about two or three weeks. Be, where like we did where we did like a full where we did like a podcast a day and I would just do like a book re- review for a few minutes. So, yeah, there was that. Um, but yeah, ninety four pod was it not ninety four ninety six? I think it was like ninety four shows this year, which is awesome. Um, so yeah, I'm Im- Im- immensely proud of the podcast. Um, and we will be back. Um, January 5th, we got January 5th, but let's get into the episode. Spoiler free thoughts. What do you guys think? I personally thought that the episode was amazing. It was full of action. It felt like the prisoner episode. Yeah. But also felt like the past episode, chapter 14, where it's like still a lot of story. I agree with that. Yeah. I thought it was, um, I really also thought it, there was a lot of action. I liked the action parts, and um, it, yeah. Well, stuff happens. That's about all we can say without go- going into spoilers. So, um, I'm going to let, alright, I'm going to let Alex, I think that he likes to yell the most out of all three of us. Um, I'm going to count down from three, and then Alex is going to give a, huge spoiler for the episode and i'm pretty sure that we would all pick the same spoiler so if you've not seen the episode or as a matter of fact just the full show of the mandalorian go now spoilers in three two one luke skywalker luke skywalker played by mark hamill how great was that it was okay i have a couple negative thoughts on it because it was pretty bad the visual the effects fake, it did not look good 
yeah, I you would think that like they would have used the same model that they used in the Rise of Skywalker for that yeah. one scene. Which I, I I thought that that scene in Rise of Skywalker, like the visual effects there for Luke were awesome. I that looked just like Return of of the Jedi era Mark Hamill. Whenever he talked, it looked scary. Like I was scared. Yeah, his it, face was emotionless. It it did look a little weird. I'm gonna find a picture of him from the Mandalorian, and a picture of him from. Alright, uh, and, and I'm going to try and find a picture of him from Battlefront 2. Now, we we have to remember that this is a, is a Luke Skywalker five years after Return of the Jedi, so he's going to look older. He's not going to look the exact same. But, um, you know, I, I loved seeing Luke. I thought that was really fun. Um, I think we all knew it was coming. We, we all knew it was coming in. And this, all right, so we got to find a, a picture of Mark ha Hamill from 1988, which is five years af after Return of the, of the Jedi came out. So just so we know what they were ba basing it on. Um, let's see if we can just find a picture of him from 88. All right. One... I, I'd say it looks pretty similar, pretty close. Might be a few things here or there, but you know, I I I I, I thought it looked really good. Um, it it I think we can see how far it's come. This whole like this whole like effects for the facing, like this de aging thing since twenty sixteen with Captain America's Civil War and with uh, Rogue One. I I think it looks really good. I, I really liked the Luke Skywalker effect. I, I thought he looked really good. I, I think I would have preferred to see Sebastian Stan, but I think that's just like I've talked my myself in into thinking that we would see Sebastian Stan as as a young Luke for like the last like two and a half years. I think that has something to do with it. But I mean, other than that, I was so surprised that like when I saw the credits that it said Mark Hamill. Yeah. Um. I I, didn't... I watched the credits because I knew there was an end credit scene. Oh, and it spoiled no. early on. But I did know that there was an end credit scene, and mad I say, it was amazing. Yeah, I I, I, I texted both both of you like right when I, I I finished the episode, like stay through the credits, stay through the credits, because you are gonna miss something really big. And do you wanna do you guys want want to just like start at the beginning, then move down to that? Like we talked about. Uh, uh, Oh, about the Luke thing enough, and there is another thing about Luke. I think we're we're gonna get back to late la later on, but let's just yeah start at the beginning. So the episode opens with um the slave one flown by Boba Fett. Um, he's blasting at um a Lambda class Imperial shuttle, and these shuttles like there are different types of each kind kind of Imperial ship. Um, but this specific type of ship was like used for like palpatine invader so i have a feeling that you know pershing is a little like he's very important to the empire or 
it's just like seniority and like there's not that many pe people left and he just gets pr promoted because he's like well if we're taught like like if we're looking at like the top five imperial officers they're mostly dead so I i'm not sure I, I i think it has something more to do with that um so one of the pilots of the ship the one that was like super imperial and everything was Nathaniel Malik from Agents of Shield season seven? Uh, okay, I was actually really happy when uh, he was literally killed. He was shot in the face. Yeah. He was shot I in the face. Whenever I see, um, I think Thomas Sullivan. Whenever I see him, I think of Nathaniel Malik, and I think I want you to die. When whenever I I see him, all I think of like there will be anarchy. That's <laughs> what I think of. That's what he said the whole season. Um, but yeah, um, we got, so the two pilots, like, one of them was, like, willing to negotiate. That one knew, like, the Empire's dead. We're just ser serving out our enlistments. But then the other one, but the other, but then the other one was, like, die for the cause. Like, long li live the Empire, all that. Um, and then, like, he, he says something like, um, do you know how how many millions were, were lost on, on those bases when he's talking about the Death Stars? He has a point there. He has a point. Like, how many of them were just, like, taken as kids? Like, we saw that in Rise of Skywalker. And that's, like, the only way that they know of life. They're just... Yeah. There. They were abducted as kids. Basically, the Jedi Order, but less friendly. I, exactly. Um, but, like... The, but the Rebels, like, they're not, they're absolutely not the bad guys, but, I mean, they destroyed two bases full of, essentially, slaves, pe people that had, had only known this one way of life, and nothing else. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's some, 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 something to think about, like, and then Cara Dune just shoots him in the face. Yes. She shoots Barely him in the face. The oh my god! That before. yeah, Pershing. Oh my god, that was awesome. I I loved seeing her just shoot him point blank in the face. That was awesome. I loved that. I was so happy. So we get our title card of chapter sixteen, the rescue, and the slave one is flying down to um, whatever plant planet that was i don't know if we actually know do you know what planet it is uh we don't know we we, we do not yet know what planet it is but if ivan we saw a, a, a mandalorian gauntlet fighter in live action i completely love that i, w I was so happy when we saw that um it, it was incredible had those shown shown up like before rebels like of like, in in like release order, cause cause we saw them in Clone Wars season seven. But had we seen them like, in like the season like in season five or something? We I, I'm I'm look, I'm gonna look. Uh, Gauntlet class. Uh, they first appear in um, the Clone Wars episode two twelve, the Mandalore plot, which would make sense. They show up again in uh, Clone Wars Season 4, Season 5, Season 7. 
um, as well in season three and season two. Well, seasons two through four of Star Wars Rebels. So, but I just loved seeing that ship here in live action. It, that was that was really good. I, That's I, how I immediately knew who was there. That yeah. ship is a huge tell. Yeah, ju but just like from from space, I thought that was Tatooine. And that we were going to go and pick up Cobb Cop Van. Because back in Chapter 9, the Marshal, he, he says, um, um, you ever need, need my help, I'll be there. Or, or like, until our pat, pat, paths cross, or something like that. So, I thought that Cobb Van was going to come back, and I was surprised he didn't. I guess they just didn't, didn't have time. I don't know. Um, I mean, they could have extended the episode. Like, everybody would be happy with a solid hour-long episode. I agree. I would. Um, so, there was something fun. We saw, So, the two Mandos that Boba and uh, Din pick up are, of course, Bo-Katan Kreese and Casca Reeves, played by Sasha Banks. And in a couple of weeks ago, she actually said that she's not going to appear in this season again. She uh, lied. She lied to us. Um. Um. What happened to Foxy's guy? Like the actor of Foxy's guy? Um. My guess is. My my guess is just like the schedule of filming, but but we don't know. We we don't. No, really. Um, I'm sure that we'll like fi find out in like a reference book or, or, or something down like in like a couple months. But I, uh, I, I, I truly don't know what else uh, happened with Axe Woves. Um. Uh. Oh yeah. Um. Bo-Katan says that uh, Bo Boba Fett is not a real Mandalorian. That that makes sense. I mean, I mean uh, like it, it. It seems like it, it's only the Death Watch, like the the Children of the Watch, which it it seems like Din is part of that does the um, foundling thing. But um, yeah, I I just thought thought that that was in, interesting with how they did that. Yeah, there was also so much tension between, um, I was just sucked into the moment when they were eye to eye with each other. Oh my god. And then she says, the, and, and then he was like, this was my, my father's armor. And then she goes, don't you mean your donor? I, I've heard your voice be before. And then all I thought that of was like, was she just mentioned Rex. She just mentioned Rex and I got really happy. Um, so, um, the, we got two kind of conflicting things in this, in these last two episodes. In chapter 15, May, Mayfeld says that Mandalore's been destroyed, or at least that it, it doesn't exist anymore. But yet, Bo-Katan is trying to go and reclaim the planet. I, I wonder if he, if, like... Mayfeld meant it was just too far gone, and that 
like in in the same way that like I'm trying to think of a company that's dying. Oh, AMC. Um, the movie th theater chain because of COVID and everything. Like it's just like they don't. It, it, it's about to not to not exist anymore because of all this. Um. But yeah, um, I, I I guess Mandalore still has to be there. We we know that like the Death Star that they only like the the, the second de 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 Death Star it it did not blow up any planets. The first one, um, Jetta, Scarif, and um, Alderaan. But um. I, I guess that's what they meant with Mandalore, and I'm sure we'll get some more cl clarification for that in the future. Um, there was something where um, I think this is my last note on this scene because I, I think I, I I took more notes in these first three minutes than, than I did for the rest of the episode. Um, uh, I took a lot of notes in the first. He is um, yeah. There was a scene where. Um, Bo-Katan says that the Dark Saber can, has, can cut through anything, and then Koska Regis says, um, well, al almost anything. Um, and then Bo-Katan Bo sa says that it cannot cut through pure Beskar, and Alex is showing us his notes right now. It's just a lot of ah and no and what is going on. Is <laughs> what Alex's notes are right now. Um, um, and then I and then I just put here like, but you know we'd seen like this whole like Beskar versus lightsaber thing. We saw that in um chapter thirteen with Ahsoka, which I thought that was I thought that was cool. Um, but I just put right here um that it was a huge steaming bowl of foreshadowing. Um. So they got the plan. We're going to We're going the, to, uh, light cruiser. I'm hearing an, an echo. I'm hearing an echo myself right now. Coming out of the phone. Alright, it doesn't matter. Um, it, it's gone now. Sorry, I cut out for a little bit. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, so, so they got the plan and they're attacking Gideon's light cruiser. And... This is the first, and I was thinking, like, they're making a really big deal of these TIE Fighters, and then I realized this is the first time that we've seen, like, TIE Fighters in space in the series. Yeah. And that's why they're making a, really, a big deal out of it. Uh, so they get to the ship, and, um, they're on, and... You compare that the officer that was, like, in charge... Yeah. He cared about, like, the safety of his troopers. It, it, and it's not really something we've seen before, it, especially with the Empire. Because I, I think the Empire's just at a point now where, like, again, it, it, they're literally dying. And it does, and, like, they're hanging on to just the shred of power they have left. Um, But, like, so they split up, and it's... Bo-Katan and Koska Reeves, Fennec Shand and Cara Dune, who go uh, and they're and they're like on this bridge thing, like the catwalk in the Force Awakens, and then like the stormtroopers kind kind of corner them, the two Mandos fall off, 
they fly up and they just like take them all out and I I loved that I thought that was awesome yeah <laughs> my notes for this part of it is OMG this is actually really cool yes kill them all kill them <laughs> all they're infiltrating that was great that was such a fun moment um, my favorite scenes in the Mandalorian consists of stormtroopers being idiots or not being able to shoot a can but honestly like that, that, when they like flew up when they like flew up, I just, I I honestly just go, they fly now, because I mean like they were yeah. down there a lot long enough for us to forget they were there, um. So, uh, oh yeah, uh, the four women are in like a hallway with blasters and cars bl blaster jams, and then the first thing I thought of was like, oh my god, this is. Every time anybody uses a Star Wars ner Nerf gun. Because <laughs> the Star Wars Nerf guns are terrible. Um, so we get past that and uh, Din has an encounter with the Dark Trooper. Ooh, that, that's dark, that Dark Trooper, that was intense. That was intense. Um, he lights him on fire, and I was just immediately reminded of the um, of how R two ignites two ba battle droids on fire in in Revenge of the Sith. That was what what I thought of. Um, yeah. Another thing. So he eventually just like fully takes out the dark dark trooper with the um, whistling birds, and I want to know, like, how many of those he has. Yeah, he, he uses a full set of them, he, like, at least once per episode. He uses, we, we've seen them used three times, we saw it in chapter three, chapter, we, we saw them used twice in chapter, th I don't know, I actually don't, I don't remember, I, I know they, I know he uses at least three. But that's re really weird if, like, the armorer, like, only made him, like, three sets. That's, like, a round and a half. That's a really weird number. Um. And we know that there were extras because they gave some of it to, to the foundlings. Um. So, Din gets to the prison cell where Grogu is. But Gideon is already there. With the dark saber just standing above our sweet Gro Grogu, and Which I just of course he is. Like, yeah. did they not expect him to be there? I I was so mad because it's like if any person would expect him to like be there because that's the one thing that he knew they were coming to get. So mm -hmm. that's obviously where he would go first. At first, like it's so stupid. Yeah, they and Gideon know, knows everything. He just know knows everything. Um, yeah. I wonder why Gideon just seems, like, so infatuated with, like, being in charge of Mandalore. I know, I... Because, like, he doesn't hear Mandalorian. Well, we don't. Well, well, we don't know. We don't. I, I almost wonder. I almost wonder if there was this thing like maybe Din and Gideon grew up in like the same town. Although, like, I think that 
Moff Gideon is much older than the Mando. And maybe he was also saved by Mandalorians, but he was an outcast and he wants to just take over the his home planet. I don't know. But um that I watch me just like listen back to this podcast in like three years, like when the show is fully over, and then this and that's exactly what happens. Um um, he says, so Gideon says that he doesn't need Grogu anymore because he has the blood with all the midichlorians in it, which will go and give life to something that will bring new order to the, to the galaxy. I think now it's, it's all but confirmed that Grogu's blood is in Snoke. Yeah, um, because that's exactly, like, what Palpatine was doing that whole time on, uh, Exegol. Yeah, or maybe Thrawn need, needs it for different pur- purposes, because I, I think that's who Gideon is reporting to is, is Thrawn. Yeah, so also, um, they just, like, didn't Palpatine say that they the Empire has, the entire time the Empire was the thing, they were trying to clone Force-sensitive people? That might have been in, in Legends. I, I I don't think so. Um, I feel like I've read that somewhere. I don't know. There was a story arc, it, it was the first three episodes of Clone Wars Season 2, where there's like a holocron that has the names of all these Force-sensitive children. Which, of course, becomes, like, the main MacGuffin in, uh, the Fallen Order game. Which, if you've not played the Fallen Order game, it's outstanding. You know that neither of you two have played it. Um. I played some of it. I Yvonne, just, I, it made me mad because I couldn't get past, like, this one part. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it, it's a good game, though. Um, one of my fa- favorite Star Wars stories. But, um, but anyway, like, Palpatine wants those chip, though, though, those kids we don't know why. I have a feeling it was like for maybe the Inquisitors or well, we, well, we don't actually know. But I think um, he's always been in, been in, interested in cloning, but um, we don't actually know right now in, in canon. Um, I then oh yeah. I've got just this. This duel is awesome, and I wanted it to last longer. Oh, I wanted that to last forever. Just yeah, that one that shot. That one shot of Gideon with like the dark saber against the Mando, and he's like forcing him back, and like the panels on the wall just catch fire. That was awesome. I fully believe that Moff Gideon fights like Kylo Ren. Muff Gideon is 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 Kylo Ren's father confirmed. Um, <laughs> um move over Han Solo. Yeah. <laughs> um except Ben is already born at this point. Uh he's about 4 years old. So Ben, when when we saw Ben in the Rise of Skywalker, that's one of the best parts in the whole tr- trilogy. Ben Solo was awesome. Um, 
so I, I just got you right here that the dark saber is like the elder wand. Let's so um I then wrote down like let's just like track the history of it across um the Clone Wars, Rebels, the original tr tr trilogy and the sequel tr tr trilogy. So when we first see it, Previsla has it. Previsla is killed by Maul. Uh, Maul is killed by Obi-Wan Kenobi, who is killed by Darth Vader, who is killed by Luke Skywalker, and, you know, like, it, 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 Luke's blow is, is not what killed Vader, but it, it makes more sense than the Emperor, and, and even then, it, it goes on to the same person at the end. Um... Uh, so Luke Skywalker has it now, and it's then, uh, there's a scene in, in The Last Jedi where Luke says, where he tells Rey to leave the island right now. They have a fight, and, uh, Rey beats Luke, so then Rey has it. So Rey has it at the farthest point in the timeline, is who actually has the Darksaber. In the same way that, like, everyone thought that Snape had the Elder Wand in Deathly Hallows too, But it turns out it was Malfoy the whole time since since he, like, disarmed D D Dumbledore first, like, before Snape killed him. Um, oh, yeah. Alright, I was just, like, kind of sitting there that whole time while you were explaining <laughs> it. <laughs> that, that, that's what I'm for. <laughs> just there for exposition. Um... So they're all there in the um in the main part now um in in the in the uh, bridge of the of Gideon's cruiser and I'm really glad that, like the dark troopers didn't go out like punks honestly like when when they like got sucked out the airlock I'm like what are you doing what are you doing I knew like, they don't need to breathe. Started. Like, it was halfway through the episode. I'm like, things can't be that easy. Yeah, it, no way. No I way. the second that he opened the airlock that they were going to come back. Mm-hmm. Totally. Like, I'm just like, because these guys don't have, have to breathe, and we've seen them fly. But then again, like, even though, like, they, they, they've seen them fly in canon, I was kind of surprised that, like, Mando didn't just be like, wait, they, they can fly now? Um... So, but this episode was probably written before Rise of Skywalker. Um, and, like, as soon as, like, they came back, I'm like, there's going to be a Jedi that saves them. Like, there's no question about it. It's going to be a Jedi that saves them. Um, and, and I knew it wasn't Cal, because if Cal show, show is up, that just takes all the stakes out of Fallen Order. They're saving Ezra for the Ahsoka series. Windu is probably just dead of old age at this point. And um, so really, that just leaves Luke Skywalker and Ahsoka Tano, but we know that Ahsoka is not going to answer the call. So that's really the only choice it could be is Luke Skywalker. Um, right. 
And then, like, they're all just, like, standing there, like, in defense in the in the bridge. And Din, he has, like, the Darksaber in his hand. But he's holding his blaster. <laughs> what? Like, he, like... I, I, I was confused by that. Um, like, you're holding this one thing that can reunite most of the Mandalorian people. And the and one thing that can... Blaster. And the and one thing... Yeah, yeah. Um, and, like, as soon as we saw the X-Wing, I'm like, there he is! There's Luke! There's Luke! Um, the same way that he was introduced in Return of the Jedi, and just, like, two whole minutes of the Vader hallway scene from Rogue One. So that was great. Um... And I'm not so sure how I feel about the effects of, of Luke Skywalker's lightsaber. I'm not so sure how I feel about that. I don't know if I like it or not. You're not sure about the effects of the lightsaber, but you think that the the actual face is good? The face looked horrible. I'm sorry. No, I, I, I'm just saying, like, it, it just did. Well, faces age. Lightsabers shouldn't, you know? Like, a lightsaber should have the same color... You know, thirty sh should have the exact same color. This like thirty years after it's first built. Like we we, we see that with Ray. Like that saber looks the exact same as it did the the day that Anakin built it. Yeah, I guess. Um, I just don't know how how, how I feel about that. How 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 I feel about it. It, it. That just seems like I don't know. Um, I. Cannot... Also, how long has Luke Skywalker had his lightsaber at this point? Five years. At, at least. Because we don't actually know, I... again, when this episode is set. We just know that like the, the, like, the series premiere is five years after the Battle of Endor. That's all we know. Because okay. like, they've kept the rest so... of it very vague. So, uh, I would definitely lose the lightsaber in five years. <laughs> Probably. Um, you would lose something that powers most rifle, most of the Stormtroopers' rifles and the Death Star in oh, five true. years. What? The Death Star was powered by Kyber Crystals. No. No, I want to... I know what you mean. He, he, he would lose the hilt. Not, no, he would... No, he he keeps like the crystal in his pocket. He He doesn't lose the... Crystal, but he loses like the main part of it, which is the hilt. Yeah, he just loses the hilt because that makes sense. Don't go to Galaxy's Edge, Alex. Because <laughs> don't spend two hundred dollars on a lightsaber, then lose it in five years. <laughs> if, if if when I go, that's really exactly. two hundred dollars to buy a lightsaber there. To, to, to build yeah, it. No, you build it. You build it. You want to buy extra colors? You you build the lightsaber, and it's Disney. Uh yeah, it's Disney. You have to pay like sixty dollars to put on a robe and dance in front yet, of the audience. Yet Disney Plus is only seven dollars a month. <laughs> but they're but hey, they're they're hiking that that up to like eight dollars next month. I mean that that's fine. I mean we don't. I I know that Alex and I we we don't pay for it because we get it free through Verizon. But like, just look at that slate. Just look at that slate though. I'm. I'd pay like thirteen dot dot dollars a month for all of those. 
shows and movies for Marvel and Star Wars. But um, High School Musical, the musical, the series. Has has that started uh, shooting yet? Yeah. Okay. Wait, have we even finished talking? Talk? Have we finished? Uh, have we finished talking about the episode? No, we have not. We have not okay, finished. We did, yeah, I was gonna say. Um, yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna say. No, we haven't. Uh, so I've got written right here that the de aging of effects are really good. Yvonne, oh, what did you think he of just, the de aging effects? Looks weird. It, he just looks weird. That's all yeah. we have to say. Look at him when he's talking. He like. Like you can't see, and it doesn't. It just uh, looks black. Like there's no, there's no mouth. It's just it. It a, doesn't. A, it's void. It doesn't look as void. bad. It it doesn't look as as, as bad as Superman and Justice <laughs> with his CGI mustache removed. Um, but honestly, though, like I I I think it would have been better if maybe they used like Sebastian Stan, and then like did like the. I don't think they could have gotten Sebastian Stan. Well, they well okay. Well, they were sh- shooting this at the same time as Falcon and Winter Soldier, so he couldn't have shaved. But maybe there could have been like, um, like they could like they could have just like put like the put the uh, green dots on his face. Yeah, green dots can fix anything. Green dots, and then um, and then like put Mark Hamill's face face on there, and um, take audio from those original three films i the I, I who did the voice for luke in battlefront 2 because he did a good job um luke voice actor it was matthew mercer did he he gave additional voices in the fallen order game um all right that's not really important right now um all Grogu wants is to see his dad's face right there at the end. And I've got this note right here. Din looks on his son with his own eyes. Which is, of course, a reference to Return of the Jedi. Just once, I want to look on you with my own eyes. And then R2 shows up. R2, oh, and I love R2 so much. So glad to see R2. In my notes, um, I wrote, R2-D2, ah, OMG, hey, I love you. I know you're a droid, but I love you so much. Hey, um, you've also got, you know, BB-8 and Dio from Rise of Skywalker and and BD-1 from the Fallen Order game. When R2-D2... It was like beeping in front of Grogu. He was like, Here's the uh, BD one. The fun order game. Yeah. Just kind of just spends the the entire game on Cal's back. Just as like. What is it? BD one. The BD one? Yeah. I didn't know there was a BD one. Um. Uh. So, Bo-Katan, for those of you who thought that Bo-Katan died, I was specifically looking for this. There is a shot at the end where um, Grogu is is leaving with Luke, and we see the whole team standing there, and we see Bo-Katan also. 
So Bo-Katan is alive. May, maybe not alive and well, but she's definitely alive. Wait, nothing happened, though. She, she got shot. Like, Muff Gideon just, like, shot her with, with his pistol, like, eight times. Oh, right, right. Now, right. she's wearing Beskar, which is literal plot armor. But it's plot armor that makes sense. Um, yeah. Uh, so, Bokatan. That's all I've got. Now, before we move on to the credit sequence, um, I, oh my god, that scene with Din and Luke and Grogu was so sad. I cried, I cried, I, I cried. was crying so much. It was... Oh my god, it, it was just... I was so sad, because it's like, you know, Grogu needs to go with Luke to, to be trained, but I don't want him to. I, don't, I want I don't... him to stay with Mando. Yeah, he has to go be, be trained, but then if he goes to get trained, we know what happens there. <sighs> In just maybe 10 years or so, 10 or 15 years with Ben, ben. becoming Kylo. Um, what if, wait, what if Baby Yoda was in that flashback scene? There have been people who are, who are like, there have been people who are, like, editing him into, like, the scene with, uh, the younglings in, in Revenge of the Sith. With oh just him, like, standing, like, outside the window. Oh my god. Like, like, like Tom Cruise in, in Mission Impossible. Um, or... Wait, so does that mean Grogu's gonna meet Leia? I guess. I was actually surprised that Luke was like, oh my god, you look just like Yoda. You're like a baby Yoda. But, um, I, I, I guess they already met through, um, the Tython thing. Yeah. So, yeah. So, do you want to talk about this whole post-credit sequence? My outlet is crooked, sorry. I, that makes me annoyed. This post-credits... I think the oh. best part of this was when... Bit, when was when Fat Bib Fortuna, or am I... Or as we here on the Kid Co Commentaries Network will now call him, Walmart Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> or, I guess, D Dollar Store Jabba is what we're calling him now. Dollar Store Jabba, uh, yes. Um, he says... McClunky. He says McClunky. I noticed that too, and I thought it was hilarious. I recently watched the original trilogy, and that's what stuck out to God. me. Throughout the McClunky. whole trilogy. McClunky. Um, but yeah. We see, so this is, at, this is the first ever post-credits sequence in Star Wars. In in oh. official stuff. There, there, may, there, there are probably like fan films and things that have post credits, but this is the first official thing, again in, in canon at least that has a post credit scene. Um, we, we just see Jabba's palace and like John Favreau made it happen. John Favreau, um, so many. So I, I got so many last people are, are here at the palace than in Return of the Jedi. 
Now, again, we only saw the palace from, like, two or three angles. It's because of the COVID lockdowns. <laughs> it's because of the COVID lockdowns. <laughs> Probably. Probably. Um, you know, they got it in space, too. They did. Um, probably. Um, and then, like, we just, like, see these, uh, we just see, like, we hear a blaster shot, and then, like, the shadows of, like, Gamorrean guard just, like, falling down the stairs, just, like, in Return of the Jedi. As soon as I saw Fennec's shadow, I knew it was her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, McClunky thing, um, Fennec Shand walks in, and she stands on the trap's like she stands on the trap door for the rancor, and I thought and, the rancor was—I thought they were gonna send them into the rancor. Yeah, but then I remember that the rancor is dead. Yeah, they killed it. And they yeah, don't they have the budget. The rancor in a pit. They—they they spent the whole show as but budget on Grogu. Um, Grogu rating is five point six million dollars. They spent it on Grogu and and. Luke's face, but they didn't even make Luke's face look good. Um, he just like shoots him. Boba just like shoots Bib Fortuna. He's just Do dead. You know what? Do you want to know what? I put for my notes. Ew, <laughs> Bib Fortuna is fat like Java. <laughs> yeah. Uh and then Boba Fett. Sits in the chair. I got a ton of like Pirates of the Caribbean vibes. That gave me Darth Maul vibes. That's what that gave me. Oh, oh yeah, like that scene from yeah, like that stuff in Clone Wars. Like Maul is like a crime lord. That's that's so good. And then the um, the then he looks over to where like the Carbonite Han Solo was. Oh yeah, which was awesome. Uh, Fennec. Grabs but, like, but yeah. I forgot. Boba Fett wasn't there when Luke showed up. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't there. I I thought they were gonna show him. I I I think that was a big big miss opportunity. But they'll probably probably meet in this whole like huge crossover thing because. Well, actually, before I get to that, um. Ah. Uh, Fennec, like, grabs the whole, like, she grabs, like, the bottle of Spotchka and just, like, sits at Boba's right hand, and I thought that was great. I thought that was great. I'm so excited for that, because me and when. Because the book of Boba Fett is coming to Disney Plus in December, December of, 2021. of 2021. In one year. A, a year, yeah. Uh, so we are absolutely going to get two high-profile... Disney Plus shows at the same time. Two li- live action shows because oh, yeah. Feige confirmed Loki. the Feige the Feige confirmed that um, Hawkeye is coming in late 2021. Wait, when is Loki coming? May. Oh, I thought that was the. Se- I got confused with Loki and Hawkeye. No, Loki's in May. Then the next Marvel live action show because like we have have What If in the summer. In the next li- live action. WandaVision sh- on January 15th, the day before my birthday. Four weeks. Four weeks. It's WandaVision. Four weeks. Yeah. Less, actually. Well, 28 days, which is four weeks. Well, yeah. Um, 
So yeah, but we're gonna get like the Book of Boba Fett and uh, Hawkeye at the same time. I really hope, just for podcast's sake, that they do different days. Like they do like Marvel shows on Tuesdays and Star Wars shows on Fridays, just so I don't have to do like two hours yeah, of podcast be, on Fridays. You're gonna be booked next year. Yeah, I I've got Nick taking over because we fell way behind on Average Ranger, so I've, I've got Nick. Take taking over for Umbrella Academy while I I finish The Witcher, and then we're probably gonna take a break from Umbrella Acad or, or from Average Binger until uh, Stranger Things Four comes out. So uh, or is that hey, filming? We, I think it's filming, right? I think so. We we may drop like these Mando episodes in that feed, and we may do WandaVision on Average Binger also. Uh but yeah. So final ratings for this episode, and and then we'll do ratings for the season as, as a whole. So what do you guys give this episode? I give this episode a 9.876. I give this episode a 10 out of 10. It's amazing. I gave this a 9.5 out of 10 because of the lightsaber, and I didn't really like it, and because it was too short. The episode was too short. I wanted a full out. And because there was no Cobb Vanth. You know what? I'm bumping it down to a 9 because there's no Cobb Vanth in the season finale. That's why. I I gave it a 9.875 because um, they could have made Luke Skywalker look better. And his yeah. mouth literally is just the, the inescapable void. Um, and, it's just and, a black hole of, of Mark Hamill. The black Mark... The... the uh, black hole hole of Hamill, what it's called now. <laughs> they really could have. I don't know. They could have made that look so much better. I don't know why. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I'm talk about the future of the Mandalorian before we go for the full year. Do you guys yeah. think there's a season three on the way? I'm being com- com- completely there serious. Be. Yeah. Well, actually, I think them announcing the Boba Fett show. Uh, next year might it takes the chances down because now there's three spin-off shows yeah um i mean you know yeah just just because there's not yeah like look at the marvel net netflix universe I, I think that's what we should best compare this to for these for the new Ma- mandoverse shows is the marvel universe on netflix with daredevil and jessica jones and luke cage um you know, just because those other shows are coming, it doesn't mean that we're not getting another season of Daredevil. Of course, at the time, of course, now we know the show has been canceled. But, um, you know, I I think it would be really stupid to not give this show a third season. Maybe, like, just do a season three and have that be a final season. Because, like, they're spending just so much money on these shows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially after... After literally the biggest pandemic. Mm-hmm. Like we got like we got five live action Marvel shows in that next year and a live action Star Wars show, at least one. And then like there's gonna be in twenty twenty two, it's like we we go we go from at least of officially, I, I still think that we're gonna get like a third se- season of, of The Mandalorian in March of twenty twenty two. But like 
We got we, we go from Andor to Obi Wan Kenobi to Rangers to probably Ahsoka and or the Acolyte and maybe a second season of the, of the Bad Batch. But there's just so much. There's just so so much, and we'll be here to cover all of it. We we will be here for all of it. Um, so 2020, uh, that's. That's it for tw for tw tw 2020 with Tuscan Radio. I've re we we really hope that you guys have enjoyed this year. But uh, next year, we are starting off with with a bang. We got for I mean on, on this podcast, we've got the beginning of the High Republic. That's the first podcast. That's the first like main Friday show. Is just breaking down the first book. Uh, I'm not so sure what we'll do for Tuesday. We're going to do something on Tuesday, January 5th, but yeah, it, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be exciting. And then, I mean, on another Marvel podcast, I, th I, I know that Alex is definitely going to, going to be on all six WandaVision episodes. Yes, I am. So if yeah, I am very excited for You're very excited for WandaVision. So yeah, I'm Drew Gretsch. I'm Alex Edwards, and I'm Yvonne. See you then. Go follow us on Instagram at Kid Commentaries Network and on Twitter at Tuscan Radio Pod. Um, and check out the website, kidcommentariesnetwork.com. Guys, thank you just so, so much for, for listening throughout this crazy year. And, um, hey, 2021 is like the start of everything new for Star Wars and just for life in general. But... Yeah, and then, hey, 2022, 2022, we're going to get our first teases about the Rogue Squadron movie, and, um, like, again, like, five or six shows in 2022, so, be, be excited for that. Happy and, and holidays. I'm, yeah, happy ho holidays, everybody. Uh, hey, and Patty Jenkins is directing Rogue Squadron, so make sure you guys are on the lookout for Wonder Woman 1984. Streaming on HBO Max and in theaters on Christmas Day. I know I'm watching it. I know I'm watching that movie like as soon as I can. Uh, but yeah, so I think that this is a movie that's gonna tell us what her directing style will will be for Rogue Squadron. And if you guys can't tell, I'm just keeping this podcast going as long as possible because I know that as soon as I stop recording, there is going to be the official un announcement for season three. So I'm just yeah, <laughs> just trying to keep it refreshing. going. Refresh, refresh, just refreshing refresh, refresh. Tw Twitter for just like season three coming in 2022. But uh, I guess there's not. So um, thank you guys again just so much, so much. May the force be, be, be with you and this is the way.